exactly research if we're watching it yeah. you know yeah we are on uh, <laughs> hi guys so, welcome to the pl report so today with me is i'm ayushash first of all then we have amshwan with me my co-host and today we have a special guest who's a friend of mine who i met at mun with ipre hi hey guys how are you doing hi Vidhi. i'm good how are you i'm doing great That's obviously good, locked man. up in quarantine oh shit it's fun to be here food. Fun to be here. Chat mm-hmm. about football. I think it's just hmm. fine. And so let's just get into it. So why don't you introduce yourself to everyone who doesn't know you, which is half of our audience. <laughs> well, my name is Vidip. I play football like on a professional or almost on a proper level. I've played nationals and I've played junior I league. Uh, okay. My interests, la- but. Besides playing, my interests lie in watching and analyzing football, and I'm a big supporter of Real Madrid. So I think that's me. Yeah. Let's so we'll get it. into the second half. I'm not gonna get into your career as a footballer because I'm very jealous of, of that. Course. I can't do both. I can't be <laughs> good at analyzing football and play extremely well, as all my colony friends know. I'm like the stocky striker. I can't dribble for shit. But, but yeah, I think I think when you play at a certain level. I think you can automatically start analyzing stuff. Yeah, yeah. don't make me jealous. We get it. You junior I league and everything. Fair, no, fair, but fair. like the, he's not wrong at all. Like he is. He's correct. You're obviously. able to see things uh, differently. Yeah, when exactly. You are, put yourself in that position and imagine your point of view from there. Especially for exactly, a guy who's exactly. played at a level, like I think he would be able to respect the players a lot more than what most people can. That's yeah. true. I believe. Yeah. I was the backup goalkeeper of my team. I don't know what he's talking about. But fair enough. Yeah, like I, I, I was the same. Like in school, I barely play. I couldn't. I didn't make any of the teams at all. But like the advantage is that if you persist with football and you continuously play it through college years, also now, mm. like after a certain point, now you can play. And, yeah, and that, true. like, there's a distinction between being able to play and not being able to play. So, like, take it from a guy who's much older than you. Just continue mm. with it, and you'll be fine. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. Let's yeah. go. So, how did you fall in love with Real Madrid? If I were to put it in that terms, what did you find in? Okay. So, I started. So, I had this PlayStation Portable, the PSP. And okay. Of course, football okay, isn't a. That's an interesting start. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, football isn't a you know household sport. In India, yes. at least yeah, it wasn't yeah, at yeah. that yeah. time. It's still, it's still improved. I don't think it still time. is, but yeah, it's much better of now course. at least. It's, but yeah. that time was almost nothing, nothing, nothing. nothing. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, I had the PlayStation Portable, which I used to play mm. all the time. And my favorite game was FIFA 11. And oh. at ah, that yeah. time, That's being a, a kid, yeah, exactly. And at that time, being a kid, all I heard in the footballing world was Ronaldo. So obviously, I started playing with Real Madrid. And mm-hmm. got to know their team by playing FIFA. Within, yeah, I think yeah. it was in 2011 or 12, I guess. So, but within a couple of years, I actually started following Real Madrid. I think I started following Real Madrid uh, under Jose Mourinho in 2012-13. Okay. Mm-hmm. I properly started watching religiously all of the matches in the 13-14 season, which was also the La Decima season. So, mm-hmm. I like to think of myself as a lucky charm as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we won, we won four uh, Champions Leagues now since I've become a proper Real Madrid fan. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're the reason yeah. why they got to the final. 
I'm super shy, man. That's fair. That's fair. That's quite acceptable in the football world. I mean, that happens a lot. So yeah. So that's how. And when, I, like, obviously, I started playing football at that time. And as my passion for the sport grew, my passion for Real Madrid grew. Yeah, <laughs> and I think being as for somebody who started with FIFA, like FIFA was your first exposure to this, like. I think, uh, exactly. like, if you had friends who also played FIFA, I'm pretty sure you would have been asked that question: Do you play with Barcelona or do you play with Real Madrid? Because for a lot of people, those are the only two teams you can play on FIFA, right? Like, especially it used to be the case for me, like when I was. I think. Agent. I think. Yeah, at that time it was, but now I think the now it's not the same. No, no, it's yeah. really diversified. Everyone is following Premier yes, League yes, teams, yes, small yes. teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, like, uh, what do you feel about this particular season? How Real Madrid have performed, and like, your uh, I think I think we've I think we have punched above above our weight. Hmm. I don't think we quite have the squad depth, and I still don't think that we can take it off, take it over the finish line, because hmm. all of our players are exhausted. But I think we've punched above our weight. We have performed really well. We have obviously had a few slumps here and there, but. I think that was bound to happen when you know during the summer transfer window. I didn't see any signings come in because of the financial situation. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. knew it was going to be a tough ride. But I think we've performed certainly well. We have especially performed certainly well in the big games. We've almost performed well. We've won both of the Clasicos. We've mm-hmm. I think drew uh, drawn against Atleti once and uh, also won against them. And in the Champions League, uh, although we started really. Poorly, we got mm-hmm. into our groove, and since then we've been performing well in the big games against Inter, Atalanta. Yeah, it was quite yeah. surprising to see how Madrid got so far. Uh, keeping in mind the start they had, where they lost to what were the teams? There's actually not- an interesting reason for that. If uh, so, basically, uh, Real Madrid has less offensive firepower. Basically, it's just Benzema mm-hmm. leading the line. Yes. yes. Now the problem is. When we play against small teams, who park themselves uh, at mm. the back, and you know, the it's low hard block, to, yeah. yeah, it's hard to break them down offensively. Mm. But when you against when you play against big teams, they they press mm. you high, so mm. you can. It's much easier for for our midfield trio to create spaces, open. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Makes sense. So. I mean, I think the La Liga title-winning chances are also back on as Barcelona lost last night. <laughs> And it's personally, quite an interesting night. Personally, yeah. I don't think that uh, we can take it over the line because we've got matches against Villarreal, Athletic Bilbao. We've got all tough matches coming up, and with the schedule we have and the amount of injuries, we are without a proper right back right now. Mm. I think Dani Carvajal is out for the season. Yeah. Suarez is out for the season. It's well, going Odrio to be. Zola is supposed to be an option. Odrio Zola, he's, he's not up to the mark. No, I just want to listen. In- like actually hear you say it basically <laughs> not up to the mark i i know he has great potential but i think he's caught up in his own mind and he hasn't gotten any football to play in a couple well, of years it happens to a lot of real madrid players yeah. like it happened it's been countless yeah, cases exactly. over the like there's just something about the club like everybody wants to go there but not everybody's hopes are fulfilled like that's kind of the gravitas of real madrid that it has in the in world football i believe 
I think the and timing needs to be correct. You know, mm. if you see, yes. for, for you example, you need a lot of luck also in your favor. Yeah. For example, so. if you see Edo Militao, he wasn't performing very well either because he wasn't get getting chances and consistency. Hmm. But since Ramos got injured, Varane was out on the sidelines. He got a hmm. run of games and he's performed really well. And now he's hmm. established himself that he can perform at the big level. Otherwise, yeah. maybe if he hadn't gotten this chance, we would have sold him this summer. That's true. Maybe you guys are very impatient with your players. I mean, that's the players are very impatient with the club. <laughs> that's also way of saying it. Well, so, yeah. not really. Like Danny Ceballos is still hoping for his chance. Like finally to get that opportunity. Like yeah, I don't yeah. think he's he good enough. Coming Isco, from Isco, Isco, like the, I think the concept of like yeah. players losing yeah. patience with Real Madrid is uh, not exactly the accurate one to say, is it? I don't know exactly. I think Danny Ceballos is an exceptional case because. uh zidane didn't quite favor him and yeah, yeah. to be very honest if this season zidane wasn't in charge i would have seen him coming back given the depth in our midfield we started mm. the season with just four midfielders which is mm. not up to the mark because one of them is modric and valverde spent most of the season on the sidelines so it's been a very tough ride mm. well yeah but you're, you're not wrong there yeah so... Anyway, so your what, what I, I wouldn't give to have Odegaard back right now. <laughs> what we won't give to keep him at Arsenal, bro. That's the difference. <laughs> send him back for the just send him back for the knockout stages. I think right I now. think Odegaard can make that decision. Like I think that's it's most of this is in his hands rather than any club. But I don't think Real is going to sell him for cheap. Oh, oh yeah, yeah that's one part. I think depends on the financial circumstances like you can't say anything till the summer i think in this case it's very hard that's true anyways so what do you think are the chances of real madrid in the champions league i mean semi finals is a big stage and the first leg wasn't exactly up to the mark do you think they have what it takes to win the final see like i like i'll build up build up on my earlier point is hmm. really hard to break down the mid blocks and the lower blocks Hmm. And right now we've been succeeding because we've been facing teams that press higher, Atalanta, hmm. Liverpool, even Inter. But now Chelsea, they set set themselves up in a mid block. They have an exceptional defensive record. So I think it's going to be really tough. We will need some individual brilliance from either Karim Benzema or Vinicius Junior. Hmm. So that's the key to. You got that from Benzema, didn't you? With the yeah, exactly. Yeah, the half chance he just pulled it out yeah. of nowhere. I don't know. Yeah. that was excellent that was an excellent goal and like the touch also it was amazing also i think that we need to put all our eggs into one basket i don't think mm. we can win both la liga and champions league yeah and yeah, obviously i think zizu zizu is going to try to you know win both and which is yeah. which is probably why we won't win either of them <laughs> the, the the players need rest modric is exhausted you saw him uh, in the chelsea game he was practically dead i oh, think yeah. uh, like if you ask me on what happened in that game i think chelsea's press and the midfield and the energy that they had that was too much for madrid to handle and i think because the, the exactly. midfield you had been so strongly pressed out of the game vinicius junior is a zero then because vinicius mm. junior has to be put through and yeah. uh, like that's how he scored in the even even game. if you yeah. even if you see when we were trying to press chelsea they would mm. uh, go easily walk past us yes they like, they're used to that na they they know yeah. how to play against the, the but uh, on a normal day when cruz casemiro modric are fit they hmm. would take on any midfield 
team in la liga and you know keep his players fresh for the champions league i can see them turning around the tie yeah i think chelsea won the energetic battle in midfield against real madrid i mean and golo can't defend like two men while he was playing and they yeah. were always up but yeah yeah and i don't think chelsea have any injuries i think they have only one injury right now yeah i think they could have won if timo mm. would have converted his chances i think real madrid got a bit lucky there But yeah, I think you could have conceded two or three in the first yeah. 20-30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, our audience has a comment. Like, let let just show it to the screen. McTominay, Fred, and Bruno are better. It's okay. obviously a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't don't get me wrong. I'm a big fan of McTominay. I like him really. Uh, I really really like him. I mean, well, no, he's uh, we'll we'll we can discuss this at a later time. Like, let's yeah. let's. Yeah, I think. The second he said Fred, he meant it as a joke. I mean, McTominay and yeah, exactly. They have some spoilers. No, but like there is a. The point is, they are not in this league. Hmm. Oh yeah, like, there is no. There, 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 I, I don't think that even needs to be said. Like, uh, yeah, I like it's it's uh, the there's a lack of dimensionality with both Fred and McTominay, <laughs> which yeah. doesn't really put them in any on any pedestal, and and they've done nothing. Like, what have they done? Like, exactly. Exactly. Like it's not a serious argument at all. Like there is no way you can actually make any sort of argument for this. Okay, so, three Champions uh, Leagues. <laughs> isn't it four? Like wasn't Casemiro but, part of the fourteen one? No, Casemiro was part of the fourteen one, but he was on the bench at that time. Our midfield was Xabi Alonso, Luka Modric, and uh, yeah. Angel Di Maria. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he started to shine in the next few seasons when he. Performed in the 2016-17. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He went. He went so on loan. He, he went on loan for a year, and then he came yeah. back and started. Mm. Like just so that Yash has clarity, and people don't really look at his username and try and try and kill him for this. Mm. Like, he was joking. Say, like, he was. He was kidding. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> please don't send him hate. Yeah. yeah. Please don't believe him. Like he is making a joke, and let us. He said it himself, also, just to be safe. Yes. You know. Yeah, just to be safe. <laughs> you never know how people react to things like this. Okay. So uh, okay, now the big, big question that comes in, especially the biggest question that has been asked of football in the past, however many years, I think since 1992. Uh, what do you think about the ESL? Like. Uh, what's your opinion on it? Okay, I might I might make some controversial com- comments over here. Go, uh, go ahead, it's an opinion. I'm sure. Like, you, you, I'm sure there's there's no I, don't I don't know if you guys have read my article on my initial reaction to the ESL. Hmm. Yeah, But, I did, and I sent it to him also. That's why we But, wanted to have you on this yeah, topic. Like, you know, we wanted to see what are the other sides of this discussion. Okay, look, I am in favor of the European Super League. I've I've got some backlash for it. I've had people in my DMs come at me for it, but mm. I still stand by it. What I don't, mm. I stand by the European Super League. I stand by the fact that there needs to be a change from UEFA because they are corrupt and because they are hypocrites. <clears throat> but I also agree that 
the European Super League needs some fine tuning and changes, and the current format isn't viable. Now, if you look at it from this way, the major problem of the European Super League is that it's a closed league, and that fifteen teams would participate in it no matter what their domestic achievements. Mm-hmm. Now that's where they're wrong, <clears throat> and I also think that the way they marketed their entire tournament was just absolutely. Like it was, it was marketed yeah, in very. Yeah, it was a PR nightmare. You're right. Yes. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I think even the facts were misrepresented. Like all the media companies that came at them, they could not, they couldn't even clear out what was true and what was not true. I think most of the people were believing that. Uh, this I'm sorry. I think most of the people were believing that the they the European Super League teams don't want to participate in the domestic leagues, but. But the thing was that the European Super League wanted to replace the UEFA Champions League, but yeah. UEFA UEFA threatened them to ban them from their domestic leagues. Yes, and so international think, competitions too. Yes, I think most people weren't even aware of that, and I think it was the responsibility of the ESL clubs to make people aware of that. I think it was very poorly handled. But well. Uh, uh, I I want to cut you off here because the problem with the ESL isn't the fact that. Well, the objective of the ESL is the biggest problem. Why? Why do you think these clubs wanted uh, wanted to do this? Like the intention that which with which they approach the concept is flawed in itself. And if your approach, like your objective, is to just make as much money out of it as possible, it's a completely billionaire's idea, completely for the billionaires. It has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with the players. It has nothing to do with the fans. So the approach from the beginning was always wrong. and that is that is why people came out so strongly against it look you're you're absolutely right but yeah the point is what is ufa doing they're doing the exact same thing they're just pulling yeah. it behind our backs and well, the problem yeah, that's yeah. i i can't argue that like the mistake that the esl clubs made they didn't handle it very smartly they outright said that we're doing it for money ufa is also doing it for the money but they don't say mm. it like that So I think well, it needed better yeah, marketing. Yeah, but that's that's well. that's marketing, right? That's that's how you mm, have to sell exactly. products. Like everybody, like the whole concept of society and markets and economies. What is it based on? It's based on the concept of money, right? But, yeah, exactly. Uh, Look, I'm just gonna say that I was, I am in favor. I'm still in favor of the ESL, but I think mm-hmm. its format needs to be. But changed. why are you like, in favor of the ESL? Then I'm. Let me ask you this: What's the reason okay. why you impress? Okay, look, the concept. I want to because. Because of UEFA, because they are not doing things very differently. If in the new pr- proposed format, yeah, they have introduced this uh, UEFA coefficients. So yeah, the two legacy. It's basically it's yeah. basically the same. It's basically well, the same as the closed league. Well, I but mean, at least thirty-four other not teams in, are qualifying not, by not in monetary terms, so. not in monetary terms. But yeah, yeah, yeah. if suppose Manchester United finishes seventh, hmm. and This, they will still qualify for the Champions League. Yes, yes, yes. So you're right. Yes. That's the exact same problem. It but, is but, the same problem. I'm not like the there. There are problems yeah. with the coefficiency system as well. But then the another problem that I found with this is, is where the power will lie. Like the where the power lies with these things. Like if you put the power in the hands of the clubs who are controlling it, that is the worst case scenario that you can do. Yeah, that there is the problem. I don't believe that a closed league system would be right. Yeah. Okay. I then, think, like, tell me what system you want. Like, okay. what system do you? I I had an idea. It's obviously hmm. not 
Yeah, like no, no, it doesn't have to be probably not sustainable as well. But I'm just, also, I'm just throwing in an idea, honestly. okay? You have, yeah. uh, you create two divisions with 20 mm. teams each, okay? Mm. And you get uh, how many teams? You get the top three from Spain. You get mm. the top three from England or top four, mm. maybe. You get mm. two teams from Fr- France. You get two mm. teams from the Bundesliga, mm. okay? That's mm. how many leagues. And you get three teams from the Italian league. So that okay. would be around. 9 13. Yes, I barely that, place the first yeah, like around teams. 15 to 17 teams, I guess you'll have. Yeah. That would be around 17 teams. Then you can get another team from Portugal. That mm. would make it, or maybe a couple, 18, 19. And then you can reserve the 20th spot for the winner of the second division. Second division in the sense like. Uh, there, would be two of the, there would be two divisions. There would be two divisions. Ah, okay, from the previous division. season. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah from. Okay. In the first season, you start with an honorary team or just 19 teams. But mm. from the second season, these 19 teams mm. would be there. Plus okay, okay. the one that won the second division. Okay. So you want big blockbuster matches all the time, basically. That's what you're trying to say. See, Fair? we're, we're going to have them anyway with the new edition of the Champions League. Well, it's and that... already happening, right? We still get these games in Champions League. Yeah, time. exactly. Plus, I think the frequency of them being less then is why what do you want this particular league, I see. Like... Uh... I don't see a problem with the current format in itself. Like I see problems, but like they are much yeah. on a much the smaller problem, scale than what the, the problem with the current is. format is that there is uh, that there is no potential for making money. I mean, of is course, it? there is some there is some potential, but like obviously, Florentino Perez didn't present it the right way. But the facts that he stated were sort of true. That people don't. I mean, as harsh as it may sound, like as football fans, we watch every match but from a marketing from a business point of view not everyone watches all the games they want they want they are in it for the big games and as much as i love the sport that is the harsh reality but well, don't yeah, you think like, to some extent but that's, that's bound to happen right like some games will not exactly. be watched and some games will be watched. that's going to always be the case like and another important thing that you you're talking about that there's not enough money in the sport like look at basketball look at look at other sports and how badly they've been affected with them from a monetary perspective and they had the american system that these guys want to put in place and they were still they were badly affected as a product the whole product was affected so like that is that is another issue that is there and this this idea that putting in big games every week and each and every week you will have big uh, it has its own problems in itself and, but aren't you uh, having big games every week right now well, because I it's mean, the Champions League semi-finals, so... Like, we're at no, a stage even in, the group stages, stages, right? even in the group stages, apart, like, you would have big games, like, at least, you would have at least one or two big games every other week. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, apart from the occasional, the Shakhtar Donetsk and the three, four, Ukra- like, the Ukrainian teams and the other clubs hmm. that participate, you're still hmm. getting the big games. You see hmm. uh, the big teams take on, take each other on in the group stages as well, you saw Inter versus Real Madrid. I'm sure yeah. there were other matches as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and look, and even if the European, I am in favor of the European Super League because it is bound to happen. Like UEFA is already going to play that format. Okay, so I understand why, where you're coming from, honestly. Like, yeah. tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay, you basically see it as this thing is already happening. This is what is selling. Then may yeah. as well create a platform for it. Which will be more inculc, which will inculcate things better, right? Like, is that what exactly. you're trying to? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You, that's a very that that's a valid argument, honestly. Like, uh, uh, 
the way but, the way you're approaching it is fair like i i, I don't really uh, exactly but currently it. out of the other both of the systems the esl and the ufa both are like corrupt but i think ufa is the currently the lesser evil out of the two and that's why people favored it rather than esl yes and like yeah, don't you think even in two years i mean let me just complete don't you think even in two years the same amount of backlash is going to come against the esl and ufa is going to take the same action such as banning them from international competitions and most of the english clubs like they backed out right now it's just suspended i hope everyone knows like for all the viewers and everything it's not over as it like florentino perez also said yeah. they will bounce back and like mm. they have some other things going on but don't you think they'll receive the same backlash and don't you think most of the english clubs like they are fan powered like we saw this time also all six clubs after the backlash came out and pulled out of the tournament so don't you think this will repeatedly happen and this will just keep on getting postponed do you think this is going to happen like the esl will take place if okay. it keeps happening i think like i think the fans backlash so much because the facts were misrepresented okay once you t- okay if if the super league comes with a different format if you what tell them it's not represented like huh? which fact are you talking about which yeah. people thought most of the like like i said earlier people thought that uh, their teams would not participate in the domestic leagues and let's just and but, but no. even if they do participate in the domestic leagues is that a very uh, like d- does that help anybody it doesn't help anyone it doesn't and, help the premier league it doesn't help the premier league broadcasters because obviously you will see that one, one the uh, the champions league if the premier league if you don't need anything to qualify to the champions league why would i care about the premier league because all my money is going exactly. to the esl right Nee, that that's what I'm saying, Plus, right? There is a good chance of them being disqualified from the domestic leagues because of this tournament. I exactly. mean, they might yeah, even get banned. That's a technical, uh, like, but why so, will they so, be disqualified? See, the facts that were first, first I'll get into the facts that were misrepresented. First of all, UEFA and FIFA both made statements, very aggressive statements, hmm. to get the fans on their side. Hmm. And I don't think that everything that they said in their statements was true. I don't think they had the legal. capability to ban the domestic uh, to ban the teams from their domestic leagues i think they just created pressure out of nowhere i think mm. florentino said in his interview that they have no legal standing to do it and he is a good businessman and i trust him that he would not go through with it without looking at it from a legal standpoint mm. right yeah, and now if the you now the question is would the fans backlash it again now if you tell the fans that it's not a closed league that you still need to you know uh, finish in the top 3 positions to qualify for the european uh, super league what problems would the fans have then well the problem is with the owners because that the objective that they want will not be fulfilled at all with this idea that you are suggesting but that's the thing it will need some fine tuning of course but, yeah, but, and, no, but i'm telling you where the owners are approaching this from vidip like the concept of the owners and the way they are thinking is that we want assurances that we will play in this league no matter what because we are such big financial powerhouses exactly but yes. now here's the deal they have to compromise somewhere and maybe clubs like arsenal tottenham they will have to compromise. compromise on that basic objective of doing this do you think they'll compromise on the basis of it they're trying to establish this idea see most see if if you look at it from this standpoint if 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 what i propose were to go through two hmm. divisions of 20 teams hmm. suppose six teams from the english premier league would be participating in the esl hmm. right apart from a you know a surprise entry here and there 
we can say that at least four of the big six would be in there right that's happening in the current format also man yeah but this would happen with more money now no and with less yeah, corruption yeah i guess like okay okay because fine, and yeah. and people are saying that people thought that uefa and fifa are the lesser evil i think you want uefa to have less control over this that's your main exactly, option exactly exactly because the because the thing is florentino yeah, like, make your argument that way na then it makes more sense like that's why i'm asking Florent- you these questions to understand where you're coming yeah. from florentino perez also stated the fact that there needs to be more transparency like yes, yeah, you're saying yeah. that uefa is not the lesser evil because they they don't have any transparency on how they function and on their financial statements etc but the U- european super league clubs are willing to give that transparency to the, to the fans so i think they're going to be less corrupt they they need to change the format of their league but i think it's it's going to be better than the champions league i think like like my problem with the whole thing the first problem and the biggest problem is the way they, the first approach that they have like the lack of meritocracy is no, the No I agree special. I agree right now how they approach it was very poor and, and uh, these are billionaires man they couldn't care they couldn't care about meritocracy yeah. they they want money they want assurances that, exactly. that's what they thrive on and that is why the concept of the European Super League in whatever form it comes up the first thing they will want is lack of meritocracy and that is why I think the concept of European Super League won't work that is why what you're suggesting has to be done by rather than clearing up organizations in which the corruption is there that is the way to go about it rather than try and establish a new league that can happen all yeah, but it's hard it's impo- it's next to impossible because it's not like people haven't thought of this before so like i'm not uh, i'm not trying to pretend as if nobody came up with this idea i'm pretty sure people much smarter than me know but i mean a lot if you if you look at it this way hmm. i think if if what i propose were to go through only yeah. the english teams would suffer because in italy the top 3 are more or less inter yeah. Yeah. juventus see, that is that is a very important point that you brought up yeah. the lack of financial uh, the lack of finances in leagues such as spain especially france like france is in, is a hell hole like in yeah. terms of uh, the broadcasting rights that they have uh, and uh, i don't know if people know the details about it but like just check it out search what happened to league 1's financial uh, to league 1's broadcasting rights this year it has been a complete shit show and uh, so th- that is a very important point that you brought up this is where they are lacking like the lack of broadcasting and that is why the english clubs were the first one to pull out so that is exactly. something that has to be i made. think the spanish clubs will stick together athlet and more or less these top 3 teams finish in the top 3 hmm. positions of the league almost hmm. every year yeah uh, i think and real even in barcelona still haven't pulled out i no, technically, no, yes, yeah. technically no team has pulled out because legally they haven't pulled out they have started the paperwork to pull out but i don't think it's going to be very easy since they signed contracts hmm. i think they've assured the fans the that they are down yeah yeah that yeah. we're going to pull out so exactly. the approach stops but yeah but then if you don't pull out then you get the same backlash and it will be 10 times worse than before because then then the bans will start because uh, like what i see is that they've brought they've bought some time for themselves maybe see maybe yeah if, you might yeah. be if, yeah. if they if Hard they predict if they get into a legal battle right now you you can think that it will go on for a couple of years till then maybe the finances improve and they pay the amount that is required to pull out of the super league hmm or another scenario could be that the super league actually improves improves changes its format and they tell the fans that the super league has changed and we're back in i guess like uh, yeah. i don't think they can go back to this again 
I think we've had a long, long discussion on this. Like, uh, I don't think our uh, <laughs> uh, viewers would really want to have such an end. We, we should organize this again. Like, we'll do a specific special episode or something like this on this. Because I'm very interested in the way you're approaching it. And, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, I think you talked about the, okay, you know how the 2024 thing is working, right? So, do you want to yeah, give yeah. your two cents on how the, that is... Uh, not really better like what do you what's your personal opinion on the 2024 thing like let's just try and Look, keep this one short like as like i mentioned a point earlier the ufr coefficients thing mm-hmm. so people had a problem with the esl because there was a closed league that teams were mm-hmm. guaranteed guaranteed to be in it because of their brand value and financial value it's the same with the ufr uh coefficient ranking it's just that it's not yeah. pre-decided, but it's, it, it's going to be same teams again. It's going to be Manchester United. It's going to be, you know, the big clubs, PSG, Bayern, Real Madrid, Barcelona. Well, not necessarily. Like, if, like for example, Arsenal, I don't think will qualify for it because Arsenal have no... I was thinking about, I was thinking about cheating Arsenal, but then I pulled up. Yeah. So, but no, but no, I think Arsenal still, I think uh, there was some uh, article in Forbes about... Uh, how they're one of the most valuable teams in the world right now. Yeah, but so, like, uh, but it's still uh, like uh, it's not financial value which decides those coefficients, right? The coefficients are decided by your pre- representation in European competitions. Like Arsenal have done well this year to be in the semi-finals of the Europa League. No, but, but I think they the brand value also matters over there. Is does it? Like I, I I'm not sure because that coefficient system already exists. It's used for seeding. So yeah. I'll have to look. You may be right. I'm not really sure about that. But I, I I personally don't know if any financial value uh, holds any merit there. Like mm-hmm. I personally have no information on that. As far as I know, that that coefficient system already exists. It exists for and the pot. Another, another reason on why the uh, new proposed UEFA Champions League is not. I think because mm-hmm. they're gonna have the same amount of matches. Like I think it's going to be a league format at first. And yeah, like five, yeah. And five. Yeah, the yeah. number of matches are going to increase. That's number of matches is going to increase. And I think we've seen a couple of players speak out and they're not really happy with the situation. I think yeah, yeah. I think Manchester City player talked yeah. about it. Yeah. 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 That has been very strongly players. against it. Even Klopp. Everyone, because the amount Klopp, of work, yeah. work schedule yeah. problems that will cause is quite high. Look, as a footballer, like as a player who has played I can tell it's very it's very mentally and physically draining and once mm. and overload can cause several injuries and once you have a couple of injuries it can lead you to have more injuries you've seen this with players mm. you've seen this with Dembele yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, like if you look at it from a from a person who's playing amateur football like yeah. one injury your career is done yeah guys Dies because for you don't have player, the support for a young player like Dembele. If he hadn't secured yeah. that move to Barcelona, no, I'm not even talking about Dembele. I'm talking about a person like you. Like, if you have a yeah. ACL injury, it will take you six yeah. years to get back exactly. to anything exactly. because we don't get the same. Uh, like, like, I know so many people who've been one injury and everything is done. Because exactly. no, yeah. you don't have the professional uh, levels of uh, rehabilitation and any of those things. So it's it it becomes impossible because like i don't know if you guys know all this but uh, like uh, i know a person like he got he injured his knee once okay and then yeah. he had to basically live with a bum knee for the rest of his life because it recovered to a certain extent then he'll start playing again because you after a certain point but then it's too late for that 
not even that and, he'll reinjure it he'll reinjure it again yeah, go yeah. through the same 6 6 months 8 months and then he'll come back not 100% yeah. i think there was a there was a start there yeah. was a start that if you injure your right knee like if you mm. get a tear in your right knee mm. the ch- after your rehabilitation the chance of injuring your left would increase because of yes, the muscle yes, yes 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 yeah i know about that also yeah you're right yes i think it was uh, a roma player zaniolo i think I yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes, he he tore the so second ACL. We need to look at the player, uh, player, players' mental and physical health as well, and we have to give them importance as well. Oh yeah, the obviously yeah. The, this, this and it's and even on the fan dude, like after a certain point, ask Ayush. I don't watch a lot of games nowadays because I get exhausted. I can't watch this yeah. much football, like especially for somebody who's supposed to cover it and talk about the games. I don't really watch yeah, a lot yeah. of football. I I I honestly watch more cricket nowadays because I'm I've been watching the whole because it's so a change to me. Yeah, I don't have to think also like I don't have to analyze it as much and and it's 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 a for a change of pace. I think as you said right like I, I enjoy watching other things like I watch a lot of other things. I don't watch as much football as most fans do nowadays. Honestly speaking, like ask him on the on the PL reviews. I barely have an answer for half the games because I don't actually watch them. <laughs> Plus, so I think even by the current uh, current game weeks and schedules of games right now, so many people are getting injured. Like even with Liverpool, Real Madrid, yeah. their injury list right now is also so high. Imagine yeah. with the new schedule, what the injury list would be, and like, yeah. weird for smaller clubs. Otherwise, it also also create the diversity where the big clubs with more squads squad, like yeah. Man City. Would always qualify because of the squad depth and the amount of games. Mm-hmm. Like smaller clubs, like even Leicester for that matter, doesn't have such a big squad depth, so they won't mm. be able to compete at the same level. So it will yeah, create. Yeah, yeah. Leicester is going to qualify for the Champions League next next season, right? Though so this season, it will be hell yeah. for them. Yeah. So, but imagine them, you know, working around all three, four competitions. It will be hell for them. Yeah. Yeah, I think five competitions they'll have to play then. How is it? Five or should it be four? No. Wait, the three domestic The three domestic ones and fourth is European one. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Five competitions. Yeah. Four, four, four. Yeah. Even that. That would be ridiculous on there. Like it happened to them last time also. The season after they won the league title, they went for the Champions League, and they their league form really suffered. Like it's it happens to a lot of teams. Like it's a well well talked about and well discussed subject. Burnley had the same problem. Wolverhampton had such a huge problem with that last to last year when they went. And it it happens a lot more in Spanish teams and in uh, yeah. Italian teams, and they they really suffer. I think Atlanta is the only team that has actually consistently been able to perform at the Champions League levels. I think they are the only example. But even if they perform in the Champions League, they were suffering in the league. Yeah, but they no. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They they maintain league form because this year also Atlanta are in the hunt for the Champions League again. Even though yeah. they're not a big squad, they they had to learn it over a period of time. You have to learn how to play these competitions, and yeah. uh, that is why what both of you are saying is absolutely right. Like in terms of scheduling. Also, I don't want to speculate much, but also FIFA was planning to. Revamp their club World Cup yeah, and introduce yes, right, more games. Right, right. Like I, I know there's no official this thing, but it was well. It they, was they're a well still known doing fact. it. They're, 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 it's, yeah. they're, they're, and that's that's going to people. and that's for money as well. They are greedy as Obviously. well. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's all about the money. Like that's how it works. Mm. <laughs> so I just found it weird that they're hiding behind. Yeah, you you you, you, you pointing values. out the hypocrisy is right. Yes, you're right about that. Absolutely, Vidip. Yeah. I th- I think uh, 
this was a good uh, discussion a very fruitful discussion and i would love to have you back especially on your ethel thoughts i really thought enjoyed the way you thought about of it of course man yeah you, i would love to you have an, a very interesting opinion on it and i i think we can really discuss it much further And yeah cuz last time when anshuman and i talked about the subject we were on the same side of ESL yeah we were a lot on the same page we couldn't get into like th- that's how we talked about a lot of things of that it, all yeah. of us hadn't considered yeah. before right i think mm. that is why it's important to have a person who looks at it a bit differently like, and really appreciate that from you vidip like re- really enjoyable yeah. discussion i really had fun thanks man i, I, I like your too. article even though i didn't agree with everything it was well written and i knew it would receive backlash but hearts off to you for still releasing it no no fair absolutely out. fair for holding your opinion and believing in yeah. your opinion like that's absolutely uh, i can res- thoroughly respect it like I, that is why i'm telling you i enjoyed it so much because it wasn't like i was try- talking to somebody who just wanted to contradict it for contradiction's sake like you yeah. came it, it, you came from a place you thought of about it you You've developed your own opinion on it, and you put yeah. it out there. And I, th- there is nothing but respect from my side. And I believe Ayush would agree with me on this. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly same. Yeah, thanks. That was really fun. Yeah, hope to be yeah, here again be. soon. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely get you back. Get in touch with that. We will have time during the summer also because I don't yeah, think the workload will be the same. So mm. uh, we don't know how we are going to approach the summer, especially with the Euros. But we'll definitely have you on. We'll we'll discuss. We'll we'll try and discuss the ESL and see what all can we we can do and we can work things around on it. We don't have to discuss this on air. So I think we can move on. And, yeah. Uh, and see you again hopefully, soon. and hopefully the people who watch this enjoyed the, the way you approached this. Yeah. So anything you want to plug? Anything you want to tell about? Uh, tell the audience about? No, no. I'm I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Well, you write, so I thought you might want to tell a bit about that. But <laughs> I just, I I write it like I I have a small blog called Halftime Talk. I don't really work on it that much. I think it was important to present the facts, so I mm. kind of revived it okay, and put okay, out okay. an article. You can go check it out. It's uh, it's in my. Uh, you can go check out my Instagram uh, at thedeep dot r, and it, the link could be in my bio. We'll yeah, link your. We'll put it on the in the link Instagram. description. We'll put it after the uh, video goes out. And That'd be great. Check it out. I'm 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 pretty sure the like looking at what we've discussed right now. I'm pretty sure the the writing is enjoyable as well. So thanks for coming, Vidip. It was a lot of thanks, fun. Man. And, uh, thanks, man. We'll definitely see you soon. All right. See ya, man. Bye bye. Bye. All right, Ayu. That was exciting. Like I didn't expect mm. it to go like this. <laughs> yeah, I thought it'd be stayed in like thirty minutes. I mean, forty-two minutes is quite long for a discussion, but it was good. Yeah, but we no, we. I think, yeah, I think it was very important for us to discuss because uh, we need to dive into it, right? Like even Yash yeah. agrees with us. Like he's saying it was a good discussion. So hmm. thanks for that, Yash. Hopefully you'll enjoy more of what we discuss now because I think uh, quite a lot of people want us to actually discuss football rather than hmm. hypotheticals. So uh, let's get into it. We'll discuss the Champions League first. So if you want to talk about the Manu game as RHD just suggested, you you can. <coughs> we'll come be getting to that bit. in the end. We'll be yeah, we'll come. We'll get end. back to it in a bit. So if you <coughs> want, you can just come back in like twenty minutes or stick around. Hopefully, you choose the form. Stick uh, around. Uh, we'll be talking some good sense here. Don't worry. We'll still entertain. Yeah. <laughs> so so the okay, first so game. So let's talk about Chelsea versus Real Madrid. Okay. My God, this game. It was so good. 
it I was mean, good wasn't it yeah yeah i like the way chelsea played like you said now well, the problem is uh, like uh, i i want to say my two cents then i'll let you get it yeah, yeah go i didn't watch the whole game i had some uh, traffic issues which because of which i missed the first half the second half was a bit of a lame duck i'll be honest oh. i didn't think it was a lot it of fun the, it was the first half i was rooting on footing on for uh, so you, you didn't a nice one yash Well, he so, has some opinions so, on Arsenal. We get to Arsenal, man. Just wait a bit. Fuck <laughs> Arsenal, dude. I don't even want to get to that topic. I just hope like. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. Michael Let's has... stick to topic, man. We can't keep bouncing. We we, yeah. we did that a lot during the discussion, anyways. So, mm. first half, excellent game. I had to watch it back, and Chelsea were excellent in the first half. They were really getting into Real Madrid, weren't they? Like they completely bossed the game from midfield and. Uh, They, dude. If it Tell wasn't for Timo Werner, the score would have been three-one. I'm telling you, dude. He missed some very good chances. I mean, yeah, you could did. claim that Tuah Tua made good saves, but at the end, it was some missed chances from Chelsea. But oh my, my, yeah. what the what a performance they put at Real Madrid's home. He was still very good. Stadium. He missed a lot of chances, but he was still very good. Like yeah, the front three was excellent. Apart from his finishing, apart from his finishing, his game overall is good. He contributes yeah, to yeah, play yeah. and build up. That's why he's yeah, chosen yeah, yeah. over Tammy Abraham and Olivia Giroud. Yeah, the, 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 the question that the question that Chelsea need him to answer, he doesn't answer that question. That is their biggest problem right now, I think. Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, he'll get into it next year or something. Maybe hopefully. Hopefully, yes. I'm very hopeful because I really enjoy it. Yeah, but my God, it was like Chelsea yeah, were playing with an extra yeah. man, dude. How and Golo Kante was like, just, yeah. <laughs> I don't believe that's true, it. but okay, like good on you for having the confidence. So yeah, I mean, who we can all say that you know I would have scored that with my left foot. We're not going to be in that situation ever, so it's fine. Yeah, Moving on. Like, we're not going to judge you. <laughs> but yeah, dude, Fair. Marcelo Fair. had a shit performance that game. He was well. The back, they weren't right. used to the back three at all, were they? They didn't know how to handle it. Like they gave, they, they, there were so many spaces in the channels between the center halves, like. Like what was the point of the back three? I didn't get it. Like I didn't understand why they approached it. I mean, uh, I spoke to a friend of mine who watches Real Madrid games vividly mm. and everything, and like he watches them on a regular basis, and he yeah. said that formation they tried out in the La Liga, and it mm. worked out. As okay. Marcelo, even though he's a natural left back, his contribution going forward is also better yeah, yeah. Than the, no, he had the space. Like that was always the case. Yeah. And they, that's the, the funny thing was that Casemiro being there and the midfield. being dynamic really helps with contributing the with marcelo going up like you're still able to handle the midfield and your the load is works like you're able to balance and sergio ramos is obviously a very very important player there yeah but hats off to kareem benzema for taking that half chance to the amount of headers in that box and my god that goal I mean, how I'm not even gonna lie. Like, how was he able to set himself up with that header exactly. kind of thing? Like that was very impressive. He, I mean, it was barely a half chance. Also, I'm exaggerating when I'm saying it's a half chance. I mean, I'm not sure, but I don't think any player in the he, world, except of Karim Benzema, can fill the hole. Yeah, you're right. I mean, maybe like Ronaldo, Messi would have scored goals at other times, but at that chance, I think they would have all missed except Karim Benzema. He just had this natural instinct of a striker, you know. And like yeah, he played extremely well, and he got his team the draw basically. Hmm. He did like, uh, and I think uh, I think Chelsea definitely will rue their missed chances because I I don't think oh, yeah. it is the kind of you want to give in a second a second chance to a second life. Exactly. And uh, I don't think like quite they a lot of people the game that this part. final semi-final is done and dusted for some reason. I don't get that. Like just an away goal. Like have you not been watching the Champions League final? Barca were three nil up against Liverpool, and look what happened in the second leg. So oh, everybody yeah. assuming exactly. that one one for some reason kills the tie 
is absolutely moronic like you i'm not even exaggerating i'm not even trying to make a point it's it's a moronic way to think this is the competition of comebacks no one is out yeah. until it's like, like this completely is, this is the done the best time for football like for the season like this is these are the most exciting games that you get like the finals mm-hmm. generally i'm not a big fan of i generally don't like watching finals they're generally very st- cagey and st- uh, a bit mostly they underperform the their pressure, expectations the you there, know the pressure yeah but uh, but this like, one like I, these games mm-hmm. have been excellent But yeah, I, st- I think Chelsea will miss their two chances because Real Madrid is not a team to give a second chance or like because they learn from this game for sure. They won't be making the same mistakes they did in the first match. Yeah, I'm they won't set up with the back three at least. Like there is no reason yeah. to do that. And like, like look at how far Angolo Kante was able to get in because he had that whole channel. Yeah, the run you're talking about where he passed it to Ziyech and I think the pass he wasn't the perfect part. In the first half, he did yeah. twice. He did it a couple of exactly. times in the second half also. Well, I think the problem with the second half was like Real Madrid figured out like the way they defended against yeah. Liverpool, they went back to that and it worked much better. So I think Real yeah, Madrid and... know that they can approach it the same way, like work in the middle, cut the spaces out in front of the penalty box, and this Chelsea team will have problems because they have had problems creating a lot of chances in games. So that's true. So, what do you predict for the next match, the next leg taking place next week? I I think it might end up a zero-zero. Honestly, there's a good chance of that happening because, uh, like, uh, Real Madrid are quite very dependent on Karim Benzema for their goal scoring. Mm. He creates a lot for them also. A lot of the attack is very dependent on him, and if and if Chelsea are able to manage that, they're able to mitigate him. Well, Real Madrid are in a lot of trouble to score a goal. So it might also end up zero-zero. Sure. I, I think that's what the prediction mm. is. I have a slightly different prediction. I think Real Madrid might just edge in the second leg only for the reason that they might start Eden Hazard and like he might even though he hasn't performed in his two seasons like anything. But I think in his last game where he played 15 minutes in La Liga, he created the most chances in 15 minutes compared to each and every player on the pitch. And like I think he yeah. can be that you know factor that might just lead Real Madrid to their semi-final again if he's played mm. like the whole game. If they don't start him. I don't think he'll be able to be the super impact on the from the bench. Yeah, the they start up, him. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, he won't be the impact sub. He's not that energetic anymore. He he's like quite the lazy player, if I'm not wrong. So he could create well, chances. Well, I think the, from that, the those are a bit overblown. Those accusations against him, but yeah, like he's got a problem with fitness. So like, uh, that's kind of the reason why he's failed at Madrid, right? Like his body gave up. Yeah. So. But I yeah, think I think he can be the. Factor for Real Madrid to reach the finals. One nil might be my because because the the thing you said about him starting is very important because like that will show mm. you that he's fit enough to play right because if he's still on the bench that means he's still not completely sharp and you need sharpness to be able to beat this kind of Chelsea team. So you're absolutely That's right true. about that. Yeah. So moving on to the next game, Even this was very game. interesting. Honestly, I thought the, uh, oh. the second game was better. Honestly, <laughs> let's talk yeah. about Man City PSG. Like, this was fantastic. Just, This, this was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. This was this so was good. Just, this was you know, so good. I kind of didn't like PSG reaching the final last year also, and I didn't want them to reach next year, this year also. And I think an all English final would also be a dream come true, be it for EL and U uh, UEFA. But my God, <laughs> yeah. Man City thrashed the shit out of them in the second half, dude. My they were God, completely the lost they... PSG. They they didn't even make huge changes like and PSG were I think uh, 
honestly quite a lot of people call, calling it uh, spur bottling because of pochettino and all that i thought that's nonsense because pochettino said the side no, up very no, well no. they were very they good they would have been hired in the they, first half if it wasn't for pochettino they were playing they were yeah. much the better side in the first half they were much but better in dude, the first half and that's quite a lot of credit mm. goes to him because he found like he, pochettino has actually done really well against pep look at the spurs mm. semi uh, quarter finals in which they dumped city out like there was a bit of luck involved yeah. obviously but to be able to compete with them toe to toe and give them the fight of their lives i think pochettino has been excellent at that part of the job especially against pep and uh, the first half they were very very good but then the problem that i saw with psg was one thing was man city pressed them higher up the pitch that became a problem and their midfield is a bit workman like we discussed that before also yeah and that obviously that doesn't help like even though idrisa uh, gay and uh, Paredes are My supposed God. to. They're supposed to retain the ball well, and they're good at it. But uh, in this game, they they were outclassed. Like the Man City midfield swarmed them. They completely they completely cut the spaces out, and that's how they started creating chances. They were two lucky goals, but they warranted mm. those lucky goals because Man City had completely spooked PSG in the second half. I'm not going to lie I don't watch PSG games in their domestic leagues and everything but each and every PSG game that I have watched in the Champions League I have not seen one match where Idrissa Gana Gay doesn't get a yellow card that guy is so rash whenever it comes to tackling well, we, we that's I think is more his role rather than him being a rash yeah. player like I I've, I've seen him play at Everton it's not a he's not a rash guy he's he's not Angolo Kanté but uh, he has a lot of the sim- a lot of similar qualities to him and one of yeah. the qualities that differentiates it with, with him is that he goes into a tackle and like angolo kanté generally mm. doesn't put in a lot of tackles does he like he tries to put on more pressure rather than tackling he puts on more ball. pressure and he times his tackles in such a way and he he's so precise with those things that when he's putting in a tackle he's basically winning the ball that's why yeah. every defensive field, defensive midfield statistic that you'll pick up for angolo kanté he's mm. elite at it because he's just so precise and the, that is a very important factor to him being in golo kante is his precision and uh, like in risa ganage does yeah. not have the same precision as a plus psg collapsed and bottled them bottled the game at least themselves i mean the wall well, for they the were bottling it before goal, city scored the goals yeah they looked like they were under pressure and they looked like city were always going to score and like even though the goals were lucky i mean the first goal i don't think we can blame kelar navas on that one no in, like no, you no could see the no, ball like I don't see the hate for him there. I mean, I don't think anyone saw that. Everyone saw that. Well, who who could have predicted it spinning like crazy? Exactly. Like, yeah, that goal was. Nobody touched it. Exactly. One into the net. Like I think that's the. I, I was like watching and I couldn't understand it in the first side. Like what exactly happened? How did that yeah, go yeah, in? Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I saw the real like wow, that was some Kevin De Bruyne cross. Even though it was a cross, it went in and like what a goal. The second one, I'm not gonna play K or Lavas again. It was the wall's fault for I mean, sure. The is, ball is going between the wall. Yeah, that is. That, I mean, we saw this in Juventus versus Porto also. I think it was Ronaldo at that yes. time. Ronaldo but did it again God. in the league after that also. So, yeah, I missed that. But my this one, this one was just horrible, horrible, dude, horrific. I mean, it's like one thing is going like the Messi free kick versus Liverpool, which was absolutely beautiful, which went oh. beside Van Dijk's head. Oh. That's understandable. If it's oh. going between the wall, what's the point of a wall? Then it's just yeah. blocking Kelo Navas's view of the goal. The keeper will assume that yeah, you're saving that. Yeah, at least he can count. Like okay, even if you don't count the jump, like the jump is missed time. That's fair. If it's going at like this height between the wall, Kelo Navas can't see the ball because it's not going to be shown. And like, 
my god it was psg's fault there i don't think mm. you can blame the keeper Definitely. for either of the goals yeah but yeah fair play to man city to putting up a good performance and mm. like they deserve the win even if they didn't deserve the goal but even this leg is not done back. this is not done yeah even this, even this leg is not done but Because i still think do psg have the midfield depth to pull off a comeback in the second leg well under herrera has been the man for such occasions like for especially for marking players mm. out like we talked about eden hazard like the game man united chelsea game in which under herrera completely eliminated eden hazard from the equation like mm. it does uh, the, he's the man for those kinds of jobs like the these those are the kind of guys you sometimes need to put in an effort put in the work do a particular thing and i th- it is possible and uh, Let's not underestimate PSG's yeah. super talent. Like Mbappe was not fit. Mbappe was not fit for this game. You could see it. He did not look at. Oh yeah. Enough. And there were. Am I lagging for you? Yeah, you are lagging. But yeah, one as second. long as you're speaking, it should be fine. Just try and fix the net. Hello. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me now? Is it better? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. you're not lagging anymore so that should be fine yeah you would say oh yeah so yeah i mean there were two ridiculous stats which we saw in the game where mbappe had less lesser touches than edison first and second yeah. he ran have a shot at goal which was quite embarrassing for being one of the hottest prospects in football but yeah everyone can have an off game and you can you can like, have an off game like, yeah fair absolutely yes fair, absolutely. it's not his fault you know he's not supposed to carry psg on his back he's just 21 or like 22 whatever mm-hmm. but I think he's receiving too much hate for his performance. Like everyone's saying, no, but Mbappe you can't blame Mbappe for not receiving the ball because there is there are passes between two players, right? Mbappe Mbappe will only receive the ball if somebody exactly. passes it to him. So the problem is also the fact that you didn't really pass the ball to him because Neymar had control of Plus Neymar was so deep. Neymar was playing right in front of the defensive line quite a lot of time because they were not able to receive the ball because of City's press. Plus Neymar had to drop Plus. in so so deep to get the ball. Yeah, plus that's there. Plus, you know these opinionated guys—they're just ridiculous with their opinions. Cause like they said that he's not a big game player and everything. And like I don't remember them saying this for the Barcelona game where he scored a hat trick. And when he was there, like wow! Not even that. Two every... weeks ago, two weeks ago, he ruined Bayern Munich. He ruined the best team in the world. What are you talking about? Exactly. I mean, I don't understand these opinionated people. Like they just see one game and they judge him on his one idea, game. There's a very fickle idea, right? Like with football, Twitter, especially. Yeah. Like they completely forget context. Like they, they. I, I, yeah, I think we've they, talked about. Yeah. I'm not even talking about history. History. Like he didn't perform it five years ago. It's just a matter of few weeks. You two know. Two weeks. And yeah. Like, it, people forget in two days. It's like like Finding Nemo or something like Dory the Fish. Like they barely remember. Yeah. That. Like no memory, dude. Seriously, it's damn annoying. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Fair play to. I mean, he had an off game. I think the whole team had an off game. You can't just put it all in the him. second half, especially. Yeah, like first half. Yeah, also, Mbappe, I thought there was a bit of like he wasn't completely. I don't. I didn't see it physically per se, but there was some aspect to his like some preparation or some mental aspect to it. He was not looking sharp enough, like, and especially because the backline bossed him also. Like Ruben Diaz put in the tackle. Yeah, oh, talking about Mbappe performance, dude. Ruben Diaz pulled up a great performance in that game. He completely pocketed Neymar yeah. and Mbappe, and like from the yeah, other side, Diaz I think we'll have I think, to give. Uh, I think Kyle Walker deserves a lot of yeah, for his yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole backline did very well. The whole backline did very well of Manchester City. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Plus, I think if we're gonna have to give credit to some player from PSG, I think for me it would be Di Maria, 
he completely yeah, toyed with the maria is the very consistent also he's always putting in the work he's always doing even his job even at that age he was just dribbling like like those players were basically amateur kids and everything even though he couldn't score yeah. and create enough but his dribbling was top notch and he was like I quite the spark of the yeah i think virati also well, even the like, audience has an opinion like yash has an opinion like he's been talking to us this whole time people judge with goals slash assists too much without looking at the game fair absolutely right that is there i mean that's thought like right now even though you're judging a striker dude people do that for midfielders also you know how ridiculous that is people judge <laughs> midfielders based on their goals and assists not even a striker you know like for timo werner you still have some argument that he's not doing the main thing he was brought in for but like yeah. they like the thiago hate if you've seen the thiago hate he doesn't yeah, have enough the, goals the, and assists he the, just shows thumb god yeah i was trying to remember who was the guy who was being creamed for not having goals and assists like that's not yeah, his job right. like what is wrong with you it's not his job he was not even brought he's not even a cam you know to some extent he's not even the number 10 that liverpool were looking he's for he's not supposed even to play in those areas why would you expect him to score exactly. goals that's not what his job is I've, yeah. yeah i've seen him put lovely balls to salah from far and everything his long range passing is good and that's what he's supposed to do like hold up the midfield and everything he's not going to get yeah. you goals but every week dictate it yeah so like the, that's the kind of complaint like zabi alonso didn't score enough like what kind of stupid complaint is that like what tony cruz doesn't Hello? score enough what what's the what's the logic behind you complaining about it what then yeah, you suggest like virgin just... van dijk has to score 15 goals a season like what are you talking about what world are you living in that's not these guys job like that's not what they're supposed to do on the pitch oh like, yeah talking about you're not even talking about the same sport by the looks of it या गोल्स एंड असिस्ट के बारे में जब बात करें डूड इवन लेफ्ट बैक्स एंड राइट बैक्स आर कंपेयर्ड ऑन दैट स्टार्ट नाउ हाउ रिडिकुलस इज दैट दैट्स द वियर्डेस्ट वन बिकॉज़ लुक शॉ इज बेयरली स्कोर्ड लाइक 3 गोल्स इन हिज होल करियर लाइक दैट मींस लुक शॉ इज द वर्स्ट लेफ्ट बैक इन द वर्ल्ड या एग्जैक्टली या बट ट्रेंट इज अ डिफरेंट सिनेरियो बिकॉज़ ट्रेंट इज सपोज्ड टू कंट्रीब्यूट अ लॉट टू योर अटैकिंग टीम लाइक डोंट लुक एट ट्रेंट्स गोल्स बट यू हैव टू लुक एट ट्रेंट्स अटैकिंग आउटपुट Yeah, so that even doesn't even attacking output is doesn't exactly come into assists, right? Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be goals and assists. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the main yeah, point yeah. is G slash is not yeah, exactly. Yeah, just two statistics should not be explaining the game to you. That's right. Yeah, that's basically what uh, uh, Yash, Yash said, right? Yeah. Mm, fair, fair. So that then he's absolutely was, right there. That was good. So what do you predict? Well, for Bruno Fernandez is not an appropriate round. comparison, Yash, because uh, Bruno Fernandez is supposed to score, and that's kind of the positions he plays in. So his output, mm. goal-scoring output, is of valid comparison. Like his game is not defined by his goal-scoring output. Those are two very different things. But yeah, goal-scoring output is is definitely a part of his game because he does score a lot. I mean, plus even if you are a midfielder and you're scoring goals, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, if you're like getting that, into positions, yeah. you should score them. Yeah, because you're getting in those positions exactly, right? Like it, it depends on that mm. also. Okay, so let's move yeah, on, yeah. man. Let, let's get to yeah, Ali, because we have already gone on long enough. Uh, so let's talk about the Arsenal Villarreal game. I did not watch it. I have no clue about what happened. Like I just know the score. Oh, Tell me what happened. Game was such a headache, dude. It was such a headache to watch it as an Arsenal fan, dude. If you're watching it as a normal fan or something, you would be having banter and enjoying the time of your life. Seeing how shit performance Arsenal could put up, so I'll tell you what I'm thinking. Okay, this might you can take it as a joke also. It's not completely like I'm just going into the truth landing. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking Arteta before the night watched Man City's game against PSG and he was taking notes of Pep Guardiola being his second son or whatever. You know, his admirer, his disciple, disciple, whatever. He's yeah. taking notes. He sees the world's best team, the world's best team, arguably one of the world's best team, 
is playing without a striker and they're playing a false nine formation. Fine. They can run it. They can perform it. How the fuck did he get up and look at the Arsenal squad? Looking at Emil Smith-Rowe, Pepe, Saka and said, yeah, they can pull off false nine. They can pull off a false nine. Emil Smith-Rowe, who has like one or two goals in his whole Arsenal career, can pull off a false nine goal. How? How does he come to that conclusion? In a semi-final tie, he decides to run that formation. I'm pretty sure he came up with it last night. Dude, I don't think he was running with the false nine idea for a long time. Fine, he doesn't have strikers available. Why isn't he playing Martinelli in the center position? We all know he can perform that. Fuck Martinelli, even if he's like a bit, you know, out of the place. I he think Pepe would not be the worst shot for a striker, like just an auxiliary. Pepe wasn't playing at strike. Pepe wasn't playing at strike. And like, there was like, they were putting endless amounts of crosses, dude. And no one was in the box. Callum Chambers whipping the ball in. Jaka's whipping the ball in. No one's yeah, there to win it. Uh... Emil Smith-Rowe is not winning a header. Be realistic. How the fuck are crosses going to work? Well, uh, Sterling scored against Arsenal from a header, so maybe that's what he has hoped to see. <laughs> oh, so they were relying on a, what do you say, a lucky goal that... I mean, yeah, no, even, no, not a lucky not goal, even... a complete miscalculation from the Arsenal defence which allowed Sterling to score. Exactly, exactly. So it wasn't yeah. even like Sterling's... It was a mistake from the defence that caused that goal. Yeah, you were supposed to blame the defence, not Sterling's yes, ability yes. to head the wall. And... I know, I know. My I, God, I know. <laughs> My God, how, what a shit house performance, dude. What okay, how are Villarreal? At least, like, like, let's look at the positive. Like, tell me how Villarreal. Oh, Villarreal, how Villarreal were bossing the game in the first half, dude. Well, I think Yash completely... just completely encapsulated Arsenal's game. If you want a false night formation, then don't fucking play a crossing game. Exactly, preach from the center. They can build up from the center. That's that's completely true, bro. Preach for what you said there. Don't yeah. fucking cross the ball if you don't have someone to head the ball in. Even Lacazette yeah. can score headers. Emil Smith Rowe can't. Odegaard can't. They'll get injured if they try to get, score headers. Yeah. Fucking skinny dudes. They lose. They'll <laughs> completely get injured. But yeah, Villarreal played some good Emery ball to see that, dude. It was like mm. the passing in the box and everything. The run of plays they played. Even in the second half, they had some good few moments where they were like, they were passing. Well, they are a well-built team, especially because they got guys like Danny Pareho and for minuscule fees and they, yeah. they are a well-set-up side now. Like, uh, they, I think, I think the Valencia are... dismantling really helped a lot of uh, their mm-hmm. competitors because they were able to pick up players on the cheap. Okay, Plus so who was, who was the best in the... player for Villarreal in this game? Tell me that. Mm, I'm not so sure, bro. I was too busy complaining about Arsenal's performance. Okay, then who was the best like... player or worst player for Arsenal? Like Whichever one you want to. Oh, the worst player? This is a completely biased opinion, but it has to be Thomas Partey. Even though Sibaya scored a red, I absolutely hate the bloke. You know what the guy the guy is? You He's a 50 million signing. Or the guy in it, uh, like his both, career? Both, both. I hate, oh, I hate him and Arsenal, okay? And his performance just, even though if he was like a 5, I'll give him a 3 because I hate him. And like I'll be paying extra attention to his performance, okay? Sebaios is okay. a stupid idiot. He should have been substituted when he got the yellow card. We've seen this before. He's irrational. He will take yeah, rash the decisions. Thing, yes. Yeah, he'll do yeah, that. Yeah, no, I get it. I've seen the exact same thing, yeah. That's Arteta's fault for not taking off. He, yeah, 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 yeah. Second, I know what you're talking about, yes. Yeah, fuck that. He's I don't have expectations. Thomas Partey, a 50 million signing, who they chose over Awar. They decided to go over him for more. Well, they're two very different players, so I don't think there was a direct exactly. choice. And I think no, but like they was either or for them. Ha, they no, that's the fair, but or. yeah, no, I, you're right in that sense. Like they the Arsenal had to make a choice, but they yeah. chose to play a different way rather than the yeah, way they, they chose to play a different way. They chose to take a defensive player more than an attacking-minded player. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck that decision. 
that guy comes onto the pitch to do three things one mm. to shoot from outside the box and kill a fan outside the stadium he shoots three <laughs> times every every game none mm. of them are in near goal i see these videos on instagram posting oh like he scored a banger in training do that in the real game please the team's down 2-0 this guy tries to take a shot from 30 yards in the box instead of playing a good pass to amit smithro fucking annoying dude second he gives up on average a pass every three passes and then he blames the player for not making the run and my mm. god third his tackling to some extent is good but then he gives the ball away again so it's like you know just balancing out ki oh i tackled the ball but i'll give the ball away again and he'll disrupt the play so i hate him and i think he was the worst player on the pitch that's for sure even though sibayo's got a red even though the attacking output was null and everything i think bukoyo saka is carrying the club at his back right now there's no other way about it and like yeah it well, didn't yash out. has a bit so, of a different opinion than you he says that party flourished under simioni because it's the tactics suited him better so uh, oh okay. yeah i'm not I sure about his performances in that that is the arsenal hate right here i think uh, you you just watch an athlete you're still a bit stung from the way they performed and uh, oh, yeah. i i i thought quite a lot of the party hate that you gave out uh, was a bit unnecessary because uh, i don't think uh, arsenal fans and arsenal at the club understood what they were purchasing with party in the first place i think that's another huge problem because party is not exactly the defensive six that you were looking for he's very dynamic he does a lot of things but he doesn't do one thing in very that is shoot manner. for goal Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I agree. <laughs> well, even as a like, even as a defensive presence, he's more uh, of a shuttler rather than a like that anchor that you want, right? Like that's not what you he know, is. You know, I know I'm angry and like I'm being biased right now. But if that guy doesn't take a shot in the game, my 75% mm. of my hate be reduced. Because you know, it's the moments when he takes the shot. Imagine it's well, 85th minute. Well, he's himself out also. Like Fred had the same problem in the beginning, right? He was always taking ridiculous shots. He still t- does that sometimes, but he's definitely reduced. So I don't. Uh, that's something. I'm that just waiting for that reduction. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's not even close to goal, dude. It's like he always gets under the ball, you know. Yeah, I know. Even even Bruno takes a lot of weird shots sometimes, and uh, even Rashford you, has Bruno, a hard time doing that. So Bruno has 25 goals. He's an attacker. Partey is a CDM on the pitch. At least he's played yeah, at see, the CDM. Yeah, like, agrees with me. He's the same as Fred. Like, no, no, I'm not. Uh, like, I think uh, I think Partey is a very uh, like. He's he's a very interesting and very uh, like he's his dimensionality is very different to what you would expect like a bit like a big like Pogba he's a very different kind of maverick like it's hard to understand exactly how to put him and to succeed with him in the right exact circumstance so uh, he's a complicated yeah. player to get from a managerial perspective is what I think as it's a coach that one problem that at the 85th minute when you can play a pass inside the box why hmm. would you shoot from 30 yards out. when you know you haven't scored one goal this season and all your yeah. shots are hitting across the stadium okay like, okay okay i you trying to stop you man like you you lose your mind i believe like you'll uh, yeah, yeah i'm stopping like uh, this let's talk yeah, about the game i, 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 I think uh, yeah okay so i I'll, i'll i'll give you a basic idea of what happened okay first half they came out first goal it was all all thanks to individual brilliance the pass mm. from, did you see the highlights of the game No, I missed it. I was about. You'll to have to watch the highlights because they scored. I will. I will. Excellent, excellent goals. Couple of amazing goals. The first goal was excellent. I think uh, the pass for Greenwood's goal. Greenwood scored the sixth goal. Cavani's pass for the mm. sixth goal was absolutely world class. Amazing pass. Yeah, we are on to the United game here. So uh, another. Uh, let me remember. Uh, 
the penalty there were two two weird penalties i think both of them could yeah, be given the out yeah i think the pogba penalty pogba penalty pogba penalty dude a... where is he put, supposed to have put his hands where is he yeah, supposed see, to yeah see that see this is the problem with the handball rule you know his hands were yeah. not in the right place his hands were way out of where they're supposed to be so i honestly first first thought was a penalty i thought it was a pen and the penalty that united got i did not think that was a pen at all like smalling like bruno gavani didn't touch the ball the ball went past him and after the ball went past that's when smalling's tackle came in and that's when smalling made contact with uh, with cavani like he was trying to go for the ball as well and mm. smalling also missed it because he was not at the right angle to it and i don't know why they thought it was a penalty it made no sense to me you'll have to watch the replay to know exactly what i'm talking about and i think you will have the same yeah i still get some idea but yeah yeah united did not deserve that penalty but united but think... in the first half Uh, okay so i'll tell you how it went in the first half they scored early they looked very threatening they looked impressive but then what happened is when they lost the ball roma looked killer on the ball they looked killer they looked like they yeah, scored every time they got first half they had a great first half because uh, like they had a great first half in the sense that they didn't really hold the ball much they barely got got out to attack but whenever they got out to attack it they were looking very very dangerous spinazzola was looking very dangerous and the funny thing that mm. happened that was lucky for united was that roma felt faced so many injuries in the first half and they faced three injuries in the first half they couldn't even make another sub for the whole game so they oh were uh, united were very lucky in a, under a couple of things like uh, i think the same thing similar circumstances were there for the leipzig game when they won 5-0 mm. i i saw a lot of similarities united luck was on their side and united took advantage of their luck so they piled in the goals second half though they completely blew the roof off uh, of the stadium they blew roma up roma could didn't even know what hit them they were down before they knew it and uh, jeez man even even fred game. and mctominay didn't look half bad like they were able to put in progressive passes shaw was looking dangerous as fuck and yeah. uh, bruno and pogba and cavani they were looking irresistible the one big blot that is there on this game is that rashford looked completely bang average in this game he's not fit he is not mm. sharp enough he has he needs rest and you can see it his reactions there is a clear you can see it the way he's his attitude his body language you can see it that he's not 100% fit and i think he'll be rested for the premier league game of this weekend he, i'm pretty sure should have been rested i don't think they'll rest him for the liverpool game but they should they really need him to rest the martial injury has become a huge problem mm. in that sense is that the 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 guy they're not lacking is not lacking is not the number 9 they're lacking a left winger because rashford mm. is not able to is not fit he is not looking sharp enough and that becomes a huge problem for him at the euros also i don't think he'll be able to make the starting 11 if this goes on till the end of the season that's like, true they'll have to take sterling and they'll have to take guys who are in much better physical shape because rashford really mm. needs a break and well yeah as i said he's injured i said he's not fit a couple of times i don't know you i don't think mm. you have to repeat that one but uh, i think one good news for manchester united fans is that cavani is looking to sign another contract or an extension right now i don't know, you know that's that, there's a lot of question marks around that also there's no i think i read recently only that the announcement will be taking soon place i think he'll sign another two years Maybe, contract i hope so because uh, they'll uh, they need somebody those... there Yeah, if they don't get Ronaldo, even though like I think you disagree with me, I don't see any reason to get Ronaldo. That's too much yeah, money, man. Too much money, and not yeah, the team is not worth. Like the team is not ready for the Champions League. What would Ronaldo do coming here? Like look at it from Ronaldo's perspective. It makes no sense. 
the only objective I mean, Ronaldo I should have to advise is to win the Champions League. I mean, I don't think Juventus are also going to finish in the Champions League spot considering their current form. But if they don't, then there is a good chance of him leaving. I don't see him playing in the Europa League. I mean, I'm not going to say he's too good for it, but you know he's the best player, one of the best players in the world. And I don't think he should be in that spot or with the team to play in the Europa League. Like, he's not well, even yeah. like exactly, he's not exactly, what do you say, attached to Juventus that he can't move or something to play the Well, yeah, League. he shouldn't be attached to Juventus. Why should he? Like, exactly. what? Like, he's not seen any of the positives that he would have hoped to see going to Juventus. Did he? Yeah, I think. He did not give him a spot sustainable for the Champions League. I think that I was think a very good relationship on Ronaldo's part. He earned a lot of money through it. That's the only positive I can see from his perspective. I think the relationship of Ronaldo and Juventus is toxic from both and it's like not helping either of the clubs. You know, it's not, it's kind of stopping the progression of the other squad players and anything around him. And like, and like Ronaldo is also getting too much hate for doing his job, you know. Like that mm-hmm. guy scores 25 to 30 goals a season and still gets a lot of hate. And like the yeah. criteria and the everything is a bit biased and everything. But yeah, I can see him going to event uh, Manchester United if Cavani doesn't sign the contract. If Cavani does, which I think he will most probably, then there's no point of signing Ronaldo. I mean, of course, I don't there think is, but Cavani I don't will think, think Cavani wants to go back to uh, South America. And I think he's he's talked about it multiple times. He's been very clear with his intentions. I have a feeling he won't sign. If he does, good. Because uh, neither Martial nor Greenwood is ready for that number nine role at this moment. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they'll ever be. Greenwood should be after a certain mm-hmm. point because Greenwood has looked really good in the past few days. And mm. uh, good on him for getting another goal. Like, I'm very happy. I think he's hit and double figures again this season. Has with he? Goals. I don't know. Yeah, I think he did with the last goal. Maybe. I think just then. Maybe. But whatever. He's been on good form. I, that that doesn't really one. matter. He had a very terrible first half. I think the form is what imp- what's important. Because he's picked up at exactly when they needed him to pick up. Because, like, Martial's injury could have been much, much worse. Because they didn't have the players. Hmm. Okay, so uh, Yash is confirming something by Laurie Whitwell that Kawani is going to sign, I think. Is that what it is, Yash? Can you just say yes in the chat? Yeah, it's more or less confirmed that it's going to take place. He's signed the... It'll be announced right now, you know? Oh, okay. Like is, the he's talking, he's talking about Greenwood. I'm, not, I'm confused now. No, he's talking about Kawani. He's talking about Kawani's contract. Okay, okay. I'm not wrong. Okay, I, I didn't but check yeah. it this morning. So, I don't know about yeah. today's news. But as at least the last few weeks, that's what... The way it was going, it, if it has changed, then good. Mm. That's a good thing. It is, it, but it is yeah, definitely a positive for us. But uh, okay, I think uh, we can just uh, discuss the final thing. The last the winners part, of Let's see what happens in the predicting the Champions League. Okay, so okay, I'll ask you. Uh, we won't. I, I'm not going to ask you for a prediction now. Oh, I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to look at it from a different perspective. I'm going to ask, what do Arsenal need to do to win the second leg? What do you think has to change? Okay, the first thing would be not playing a false nine formation. That would be the main thing. And uh, seeing, uh, I'm talking about both. I think we missed a comment. Yeah, no, he was talking about both. Like, uh... Yeah, yeah, Greenwood and Kwani, I guess. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah, the one thing, the false nine formation, he needs to get back to his ways and think, Lacazette and Kieran Tierney are both back in training. They were supposed mm-hmm. to be in the squad for this match. They weren't. And I don't mind. The Premier League has gone for Arsenal. I'm going a bit off topic. But Europa League is the... Oh, no, no. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Just, uh, because, it's the because we don't have to discuss the other legs. Because uh, we discussed the Champions yeah. League ones. And uh, United ones is basically buried. So, 
Obamyang is fit for sure and Lacazette should be because okay. he was back in training and he was supposed to be in the squad with I think Kieran you need Gilly. Lacazette more than Obamyang nowadays I because Yeah I that's true that's true we do need a proper nine he's Lacazette is more of a striker striker than Obamyang a proper Not number 9 Not even that nine. I think just like just look at the way they've played like Lacazette has been important for this Arsenal team in a lot of moments this year I think this has been that's Lacazette's true. best season if I'm not wrong or am I wrong about that I mean I think it would be like last, I'm not talking season. about the numbers I'm talking about the impact that he had and the uh, the vitality that he provided like the Oh yeah I still think the there. one where Aubameyang and him both combined and scored more goals together and everything and when we reached the final against okay. Chelsea that was the season mm-hmm. where they both were on completely fire form Okay okay But okay. yeah he's yeah, been they had their, uh, brilliant this season also, yeah Yeah the synergy and everything the whole thing I mean yeah but this season he's been damn good and he's the criteria and the vital point for Arsenal's uh, new attack and everything but yeah we yeah. need him back and Jaka isn't working as a left back he's he's all he got beaten by Chuck Weezy like last game also against Villarreal the yeah, yeah, yeah. right hand attack no, inside that, that, uh, that you could see in the Everton Everton was the game they played Everton no. game also so i really so thought clearly, like they were able to so dis- easily decimate like Richarlison was getting around all the time Coleman was getting in so many many times like you could clearly exactly. see that that's a problem yeah yeah that that, that yeah, i saw for like you 20 minutes and i could see it I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't think Jaka will be played left back due to the Sabayos red card. He'll be played then in the centre midfield. Then who will play left field. back? Uh, it would either Saka be Cedric. No, no. Okay, Cedric. Cedric is also there. Okay. Yeah. So see, that's also why. I'm... Why do Why do you need to play Jaka? Because he looked completely incompetent. I and think he was, was just a one game. All the time, anyways. I think it was the Slavia Praha game where they won four nil, and I think Arteta saw that he didn't do anything wrong, so why not play him there? And like yeah, he gives his heart, you know. He's like one of those players, but yeah. He's out of his depth at left back, and Cedric being there would help us much more. Mm. Uh, yeah, hopefully, Arsenal. Even though they have they have an away goal, you know, we're not still. Even though we played a very shit game, mm. we still lost two one, and I think we have that away goal, and it we can still pull this off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why miraculous or anything. We're still very much in the tie, so I mean, this is. I still think if Arsenal's Lacazette, and I'm not sure about Kieran, even just Lacazette and Cedric. would affect the game in our favor a lot mm. i think that would be the way to go and never try the mm. false nine formation again please that's one request to arteta never with this squad no we're not manchester city please don't bring the same tactics here i guess yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. i like to end it off with yeah i think uh, that's quite a bit like uh, we we never disputed chukwezi's quality like to be honest like yeah. just chaka was so incompetent in that position that anybody would have taken advantage mm. and that's, that's what these guys they obviously must have done villarreal must have tried to do that so yeah. okay i think fair play to emery dude yeah fair play to emery to taking revenge for the arsenal fans and us the players who backed him his out his revenge is not yet complete to be honest that's and, that's uh, the only thing i'm waiting for i just hope he doesn't get the complete revenge like fair play yeah, won okay, the match so but we have to the, win this the tie we have to end we've gone on long enough ayush come on yeah We've had enough of an Arsenal discussion. Like we should definitely rule all of it. Yeah, yeah. Great, great mm. discussion, especially with Vidip. And uh, 
let's uh, talk about uh, talk about what you're writing this week like what are you writing for the footy report i have an awful editorial this week uh, so what so are you I'm writing about not, uh, Achha, you still not uh, figured it out i'm pretty sure it's going to be on friday so that's after the semi final so hopefully something related to that like what next ah, okay, for the next week next what did you submit this week then i submitted the predicted na the premier league ah the table one oh yeah that was a good yeah, oh, the I table how do i forget my exactly bro i was a bit worried like <laughs> what yeah, about you what sorry. do you have this what do you uh, have so i'm writing week? about uh, tobin heath the uh, us uh, wnt superstar and uh, played for manchester united last uh, this year in the wsl right so i'm oh. i'm writing a bit about her year in manchester basically Uh, that's cool. Sub- that's I, I, that, that article will come out on Sunday, so uh, if anybody's interested, I, I don't think a lot of people would be, to be honest, because I don't know how. Not- Fine, we'll we'll market it off editing. We have our crowd there. Don't worry. Yeah, I I hope mm. people will are interested and would want to read. Like mm. the women's team is doing well, and uh, I'm very. I, I've been watching a few games, so I thought I should write a bit about it. And uh, that's cool. Tobin Heath was excellent. Like she was so good. Like it was really amazing to watch some of the goals she scored. Just check out some of the highlights for United, the goals she mm. scored and the things she's done. And uh, she's an excellent player, no doubt about it. Like I, I didn't know anything about her before she came to United. And uh, like watch her for ten minutes and realize, God, there's something about this person. And she is excellent on the ball. She can dribble. She's she's a step over merchant also. Like she's. goes on with the step overs and she doesn't do too many of them but she's always looking for one like she that's the kind of uh, dribbling ability she has and just to go bit of topic i think that's greenwood signature move you know step over and then shoot yeah step over and shoot like, she doesn't necessarily do that but uh, she's a uh, like excellent player overall and very i was so sad when she got the injury that is why i thought i should talk about oh. like, research a bit about it and write a bit about it to that's like to try and understand cool uh, her impact on the club and what people have, what she's given us as a football team because it's a fledgling football team right it's not like arsenal's women yeah. team which have been established which have been an established force for like 15 years now oh yeah i'm at least happy one team of arsenal is doing well you know i mean whether yeah. be it the women or the yeah, like, they'll yeah. go to the champions league most likely like good on them yeah so <laughs> good on them <laughs> yeah yeah but uh, so, well, i guess yeah that's, that's it from our side today i i hope you guys enjoyed this and uh, well thanks to yash honestly yash you have been very interactive with us and uh, really enjoyed that oh, yeah. so you stuck around for the whole Jen. time yeah he stuck around this whole time i can't believe it also it's uh, that's some mm. commitment i hope he enjoy, i hope even he when we told him to leave even when we told him to leave and come back for the united <laughs> discussion he chose to stuck around and he that is fact that stuck around yeah a lot of respect man and uh, th- thanks thanks mm. for uh, thank you everyone who watches this and dis- and enjoyed our discussion and please join us next tuesday we'll be back on tuesday similar mm. time around uh, 6 o'clock i india time or 1:30 for me in ireland and uh, well we'll see you soon so thank you very much and please follow us on you guys. twitter and instagram and uh, everywhere you can like all the details are in the description there direct links so Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot, and bye bye. Thanks, guys.